0: Protectors of the Wood Episode Series Episode Number 28 A Crisis Time for Our Plans
1: Abby dreamed that she was walking in the vast field of her dreamstone vision leading people around the beech tree between heaven and earth The tree was so tall that the eye could not see the top of it and so wide that the smooth, silver-grey bark seemed to have no end. Even to walk around it once would take years. In fact, Abby wasn't sure that anyone could live that long. It might take many lifetimes to walk around at once, but that was the hope in everyone's mind, the only thing that made sense. And so the people followed her a weary, desperate, but somehow hopeful throng of people. The sun shone through millions of leaves. She awoke with no idea where she was or what time it was. Sitting up in panic, she became aware that she was starving and had left the vegetables she had gathered on the ground. After choosing the best and chopping and cooking, she added the rest of her amaranth and let the stew bubble for half an hour. It was delicious and put her into a more stable frame of mind. Pushing her worries aside, she raked leaves under the maple trees for an hour. The unusually dry weather was causing leaves to fall early. Patches of grass were dry and brown. Abby turned on the water and grabbed the end of the incredibly long coil of hose that she and Jeremy had put together. The next three hours flew by as she watered trees, grass, and the vegetable and flower gardens. She even filled a watering can and walked back to the secret place to water the celandine plants that Wendy was so passionate about. Someday, Abby wanted to show her this precious little group of wild herbs. Twilight was turning to dark when she finished working and put the tools away. The crickets were beginning to build their humming noise as more and more joined the chorus. A full moon was rising, an enormous golden globe shining down. It's a beautiful world.
2: What am I so sad about?
1: Suddenly, Reverend Tuck was gliding toward her a shadowy presence in his dark clothes. Oh, Abby. I'm glad to catch you for a moment.
3: Oh, it's a lovely moon. And the yard is doing beautifully. I've been noticing from my window.
1: He stood next to her, looking at the moon. Abby knew something was on Tuck's mind. Ugh. Why
2: doesn't he just come out with it?
3: Tuck said... So, how's the job at the preschool?
2: Well, it's not really a job yet. I'm volunteering until the state approves my papers.
3: When do you expect them to respond?
2: Rose says any day now.
3: Hmm. I thought so. You know, let me do you a favor and lend you this hundred dollars here. I won't take no for an answer, and and I don't care if you never paint me back. In fact, I'd prefer it. He folded the bills into her hand. Just keep volunteering. It's the best thing for you right now.
2: Oh, thank you. I accept. But why do you say right now? Is something going to happen?
3: Uh, it's all this media attention. I'd like to shield you from it as much as possible. If you're working all the time, you'll stay out of trouble.
2: Well, what kind of trouble do you expect?
1: Abby was forcing Tuck to come to the point. Well,
3: today is just the beginning. Many of the newspapers have been making your disappearance from the coffee shop into a shocking story. Remember how mad those journalists were? They've discovered that mysterious disappearances are popular. On television, they're interviewing people who swear you vanished. Our enemies like to frighten people by making them think you're somehow supernatural. And our friends are interested in this kind of talk as well. (laughs) No question about it. So there's an audience. A big audience. And I want you to stay away from it.
2: You and I both.
1: Abby's voice sounded too loud in the quiet night. Okay, okay.
3: Listen carefully. You simply must stay away from those underground tunnels. I'll say it once and never mention it again. You risk arousing speculation about things that should be left alone, and it's only going to get worse when that video with Sarah comes out. You'll have reporters and stalkers of all kinds you'll have to find ways of avoiding them. The best answer is to be working most of the time and unavailable the rest. You hear me? Abby nodded. Good, enough said.
2: I was thinking of being invisible this weekend. I'll be gone from late Friday through Sunday evening.
3: Mm, That will start rumors of your disappearance again.
1: Tuck was shaking his head.
2: But I'm damned if I do, and damned if I don't. Staying here sounds awful. The bishop will preach some sort of follow-up to my video interview, and there will be a mob around the church. People will wanna argue theology with me. Let them argue with the bishop or you.
3: There will be police presence again. It won't be that bad, but still, you have a point. It might work if you disappear without any sort of incident. No photographs, no chases, no anything. Just get out of town and stay out until Sunday evening. Maybe the talk will die down. Something else will arise to occupy the public.
2: That's my plan, exactly.
3: Okay, as little attention on you as possible.
2: I'm trying to be normal. Normal people go away for the weekend sometimes.
3: Good, good. Ah, It's a beautiful night. Take care, kiddo.
2: Reverend Tuck? Thanks for the hundred dollars. I really needed it. I appreciate you thinking of me.
1: To her surprise, Tuck held out a fist and she met it with her own. Abby lay in bed thinking about the preschool and the possible activities for tomorrow. In her opinion, building a city had reached a confusing stage. Floods had damaged the city. Sand representing snow was all over the place. Crumpled, dried out leaves were scattered around. Kayla wanted a garden and Franklin wanted a forest. How could they proceed? The only idea that had flashed through Abby's mind was to make cuttings from indoor plants and root them in water or damp, loose soil. Perhaps a tray of small plants would serve as a garden of the decorative sort. Eventually the children could pot them and take them home or let them grow in the sunny windows all winter. As she lay there tossing and turning, she imagined digging up a few baby oak and maple saplings and putting them in pots in a sunny spot. These baby trees rarely get the sun and root space to grow tall under the massive oaks and maples, but that doesn't prevent them from trying. Abby and the children could find a few of these very small but valiant trees maybe just four or six inches high, and transplant them into pots. Perhaps they could serve as a forest, and eventually the children could take them home and find a nice spot with sun and deep soil and grow their own hardwood trees. The plan might appeal to the children and perhaps provide an ongoing learning experience. Maybe Rose and the parents would see the educational value and Abby would be respected. But there were two problems. She would have to buy and bring the indoor plants to the preschool first thing in the morning. And Rose and Rob had not had the chance to weigh in on these ideas.
2: But if they don't like the plan, we can just set the plants aside and use them another time, or I'll take them home. Nothing is lost.
1: She was falling asleep, but remembered to set her alarm. By 7.30, Abby was riding her bike to the garden center. She felt foolish. Why not wait just a day and talk to Rose and Rob first and pick up the plants in the afternoon? But Abby didn't feel good about continuing the building-a-city activity without a new twist to provide a clear direction. The voice in her mind foresaw chaos and irritation. If they just continued with the city in flood and sand and the children wanting to race their cars around broken houses, Abby had seen no sign that Rob had a solution to the problem. The garden center was, of course, closed at 7.45 a.m. She'll
2: be mad and waking her up early. At least I've got money to buy these plants. I hope I don't wreck them on the way to the preschool.
1: But Abby knocked on the front and back doors, the windows, and kept trying. Allison finally saw her through a window and opened the front door.
4: Just the person I wanted to see.
1: Allison was delighted to see Abby.
4: Now, isn't this an amazing coincidence? Come in.
1: She stooped down to give Abby a hug.
4: Now, first tell me why you're here, and then I'll talk.
1: Abby followed her to the small kitchen in the back where Allison poured her a cup of coffee. Abby explained her activity for the preschool and worried the whole time about what Allison wanted to say.
2: She seems very cheerful. How does she look so glamorous in a bathrobe early in the morning? It's not just that she's tall and her dark skin glows in the light. It's her eyes. They look confident, mysterious, like pools of dark water that glitter and sparkle.
4: We have what you need. Several full radiant hanging plants in the greenhouse ready to go. A philodendron and a wandering Jew should be perfect. Easy to grow. Enough cuttings to make a hundred new plants. But how will you transport them?
1: Abby was embarrassed. Oh, uh, I was just going to hold them on
4: my handlebars.
1: Allison gave her a look of disapproval and shook her head.
4: No, no, that'll never do. They're too fragile. They'll be a mess. Is Chi-Chi here? Maybe he'll drive me. I will drive you. Chi Chi is in Rivergate. They're working on a new timeline for our strategy. And that's what we must talk about right now.
1: Abby sipped coffee and waited. Allison seemed to be gathering her thoughts.
4: I hear you're going to Evansville this weekend. Yes, I am. Is that good or bad? It's good but Chi-Chi tells me you'll be meeting with important people. People interested in our energy project. I have information for you. I need information badly. Please help me out.
2: These important people seem to think that I'm the spokesperson for our project and I don't know much about it.
4: Now don't get frantic.
1: Allison reached out to Abby's hand resting on the table.
4: You've made no mistakes. Things are moving along nicely, but they're speeding up faster than we expected. I hear you're going with Phoebe and Juvia.
2: Well, you certainly are well informed. God knows how you find out things.
4: Don't worry, I'm not looking over your shoulder or spying. Chi-Chi talked to Phoebe and then he talked to Sonny Walker, who had spoken with Juvia.
1: But why the concern? Abby was getting nervous. She was thinking...
2: These grown-up leaders seem to skate around their subject. Tuck, Chi-Chi, Allison, Wendy, Sonny
4: Walker, they all do the slow build-up. It's nothing new, just the same concerns as before. The only change is that Wendy sees this autumn and winter as a crisis time for our plans.
0: Thanks for listening. Episode 29 is coming soon. For all episodes, please visit www.protectorsofthewood.com. For Facebook and Instagram, follow us at Protectors of the Wood Book Series. Secret closer. You're on the pathway to the stars. Reach out your hand and touch the heavens. It's not far. It's not far. Follow me. Tree, we're climbing.